0: That's pretty good. The Raptors with a win, avoiding the fourth straight loss and stopping the Bucks from getting to their ninth straight win. The Raptors defeat the Bucks, 97-93, to 93, one of their best defensive performances in quite some time, aided, of course, by the fact that Brook Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo were both out tonight. But you play who's in front of you. The deliberations prior to tip-off, they learned Giannis wasn't playing, Scotty Barnes says, I want to guard Middleton. Screw the scouting report. I don't care what you say. I want to guard him. I'm going to be the guy. And a pretty good game guarding him overall, honestly. Middleton is always going to hit jump shots. He's one of the best shooters in the league and deserves that moniker. But honestly, Scotty did a pretty good job of corralling him into tough spots. And Middleton, when 8 for 20 in this game, wasn't like an incredible playmaker either. And, you know, Scotty, I thought, did a very good job of holding him to uh, difficult spaces on the court and making him hit tough jumpers to get to a place where he's contributing. That's big thing, honestly. And the Raptors as a whole defensively, just really strong defense. Obviously, Drew Holiday shot a little bit above his weight, four or five from downtown. That broke them a couple times. But for the most part, like they had trouble staying in front of Drew. But who doesn't? He's a like as strong as a bull and has you know very quick twitch first step really tight handle he can get into the lane he had jumpers tonight hit some floaters the raptors did struggle a little bit with that but overall when they were in rotation the x outs and an X out just so people know basically you're preemptively rotating on the perimeter it's it's a closeout where the guy you're trying to funnel players momentum so you're switching a little bit more haphazardly when you're on the perimeter, but it's because you want to take advantage of the defender's momentum to get them into spots where they can contest shots. And when the players X out, it does leave a little bit of a deficit, but you hope that somebody covers for that. And the Raptors in this game, exit like Xing out to the three-point line. The rotations behind that were pretty damn crisp and kept the Bucks at bay offensively, like all game. Yes, Middleton and Holiday both went off for 22 and 26 respectively. Bobby Portis had some points in there, most of them coming on free throws, I think over half. Uh I think he went 15 points, 8 of them came from the line. He he had 10 free throws overall. And the Raptors are going to struggle a little bit giving up free throws. They've done so to basically every team except for the like first 6 games of the season where they were hardly having any calls on them. But, you know, lately they've they fouled a ton and the Raptors Fred VanVleet Awesome, awesome defensive game. Pascal Siakam, superb defensive game. It's a shame that he fouled out late. And Precious Achua, I mean, as the low man, those heavy, like, bottom rotations that he was making and changing a lot of shots at the rim, whether it was a big man taking it or a guard coming down, I think it was double-digit shot attempts that he helped change. That's huge. That's exactly what you're looking for, for from Precious. Everybody knows the offense isn't really there yet. He's not always making the right decisions there. But defensively, he's strung together, I think, maybe like close to double-digit games where he's been positive on that end. And of course, within the Raptors' scheme and how bad they've been defensively for some time, a little bit better over the last stretch, it's tough to operate as a positive. But Precious has been rotating hard to the rim, defending and changing shots there at a very high level. For almost 10 games in a row now, I think. And that was also a sneaky part of his of the early part of the Raptors defense was that Precious was, you know, affecting shots at the rim. And he deserves a lot of love for doing that tonight. That's that's something I really want people to know. Is like Precious had an awesome defensive game. And also like Gary Trent Jr., uh, the gambles weren't really as successful in this game. Of course, that's you know, he's a gambler. He's gonna gamble. But there were there were closeouts where he, he was a little bit maybe too uh, excited or where he's trying to jump passing lanes or get after guys dribbles. Like the early part of the game, it looked really good because he was getting his hand on a lot of balls. But later on, more they were leading more breakdowns, I would say. And as I talked about, Scotty, um, pretty good game as far as uh, on Chris Middleton. So yeah, the everybody coming together, I think, to contribute to a really good defensive game plan. They made sure that you know the ball was leaving Middleton and Holiday's hands. They're going to run around the perimeter. They're going to try and stretch the Bucks into the next pass, to the next pass until it reaches a guy who they're comfortable. Okay, that's the guy we can run off the line. If he's a shooter, run him off the line. If he's not a shooter, then he can stay out there. But the Raptors funneling the ball to the players that they didn't want to have the ball defensively Really powerful stuff. Really great game plan, and the execution I think was top tier. Obviously, it's much easier when Giannis and Brook Lopez aren't in the game because Brook Lopez, if you know you rotate too hard, he's gonna get a seal in the post, and they're gonna dump that down, and he's gonna have layups and stuff like that. You know, he 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 could have 14 points on like six a set of seven shooting and like two end ones or something like that. And Giannis is obviously two time MVP uh the reigning finals mvp had 50 in the closeout game 17 and 19 from the line he's a beast that stuff matters but as i said at the start you play who's in front of you in the raptors their defense in this game i thought was just terrific and and i i was saying like gary he was he was gambling too much i think and not having enough success on them but overall like his participation in x outs and his ability to chase guys even though he does still struggle getting through screens Tons of like his defensive effort is palpable and he's still a positive on that end, even with the little bit of the qualms that I had and offensively, I mean, Pascal started out the game really well. He was navigating the Bucks' defense, I would say pretty well. And Fred closed this game out. Of course, it's not as simple as just that, but those two guys really carried in this game because you know, it wasn't a high scoring game and they provided almost half the points that the Raptors scored in this one. And, you know, they provided 40, 49. Ooh, a little bit over half, actually. They over half the points that the Raptors scored in this one just between Fred and Pascal. And Pascal, the three still needs to come around in a more meaningful way. He had a corner three early on in the game, but most of his, his attempts are coming above the break now. And that's obviously a little bit more difficult. There's a reason there's some shooters like PJ Tucker who basically they just exist only in the corner. If they're above the break, they might move it to another guy and they might try and get a different look corner threes are easier. Pascal didn't hit any of his above the break, but the opportunity when he was being opportunistic in the offense, that was really great. Flash cuts, stuff like that. Getting out in transition had a couple baskets that way, but those post-ups when he knew like, Hey, The guy who's coming over is Drew Holiday, who's a really great defender in his own right, especially at the point of attack. But Brooke Lopez isn't there. And guys like Chris Middleton or Bobby Portis or even Drew guarding him in post-up, they can't hold him there. Like, Pascal can get loose, even with extra attention on him. And I thought he had a really great game plan of how he wanted to attack them in that way. Through the post, a little bit in the mid-range, and still waiting on the jumper to come around because he was buoyed a little bit by like a very big game against Sacramento. If you take that away, the the three point percentage is a little bit more down to earth, but it the mechanics are there. It'll come around. I trust it. Especially since a lot of this is just catch and shoot stuff, right? He's a proven catch and shoot shooter. It's the pull-ups that maybe that doesn't factor into his game outside of 1920 where he was really riding a heater. But, you know, in a game like this, I think outside of the Tough call for his offensive foul to foul him out of the game, but you know he he probably should have held the ball at the end there. Like eating eating clock would have been more important, but he went after it. He saw Connaughton at the rim. He thought I can take advantage of this. You know he's on the he's on the end of a tough call, but it is what it is. There was a better decision to be made there from him, but overall I think he was really great. Really great game. Like he wasn't dominant. He wasn't taking over or anything like that. But really nice game from him. Wish he could have closed it out, but the Raptors have him playing very aggressive and he has to cover a lot of ground defensively. So he is racking up fouls. And unlike in the in the the last game they played where he he only played 30 minutes and you're like, well, damn, you gotta stay on the floor, man. And he had a couple of reach-in fouls that he shouldn't really have really gone for. His ability in this game to take the fouls that were absolutely necessary, save for the offensive one. I think the fouls he took were at the right time, and he was just trying to keep points off the board from the Bucs. And so in this game, it's just like he, he's on the wrong end of the scheme as far as that goes and getting fouls and that stuff. And I mean, the Raptors as a whole, they had a lot of fouls in this game and quite a few touch fouls as well. Like Barnes had five, Fred had four, Precious had three, Utah had three. And so that like that's a lot of fouls to rack up. I think the Raptors had 24 at the end of the game. Uh, the Bucks had 12. Uh, a 2-1 to one disparity is quite large in the NBA. It doesn't happen that often, although it does happen. And uh, yeah, so uh, a few more touch fouls on the Raptors in this one than maybe people would have liked, especially down the stretch when uh, there was some ticky-tack stuff. But the game is the game, and the Raptors pulled it out. Fred in the second half, I mean, just sublime. I did, a, I did a video breakdown of how he's manipulating teams as a pick-and-roll operator now better than ever, and he's doing it because he's invited a little bit more dangerous passes into his repertoire, and he's also he's really leveraging his extended three-point range into passing lanes for other players because he draws more attention, because if he's four feet back from the three-point line above the break, he can still pull, and teams know that now. He's, he's stamped. He can pull up right there and he can make you pay. And his shooting has been a boon elsewhere on the floor, of course. I mean, he's just been awesome this year. He deserves so much love. But it started out where it was more so the passing, but now he's kind of leveraging that shot into more lanes for himself to get downhill. And you can see that with his, he had, I think four finishes at the rim in this game, which four finishes at the bucket for Fred Van Vliet two years ago would have been mind-numbing. Like, and not off of cuts or anything, but he got a he got a screen up top he managed to get downhill and he got to the bucket and laid it in like that is those are heavy heavy numbers for Fred VanVleet his his athleticism his stature i mean it does not grant itself towards transporting himself to the bucket in the nba and that's like his ability to leverage his jumper into space and now interpreting and using the space perfectly he really drove the raptors through the second half with that shot and his ability to get downhill at the right times, and, and the passing. Although it wasn't, like, at a highlight level tonight, it's, I mean, damn, he did his thing, man. Four assists is not much. Freddie, Freddie had four, Siakam had four, Scotty had four, but Freddie had the the ball for the bulk of that time, and he, he did a great job of creating. The 29 points tonight, really fantastic. Five of a 10 from downtown on really difficult shot diets, six free throw attempts, nine made field goals. Just, hell yeah, Freddie. He's been so good this year. He deserves so much love and he he's the biggest reason why the Raptors won this game. His defense was really great, especially in rotation, the dig down still there, still really potent as a defender and 29-5 and 4 from him on a night like tonight, especially on, you know, 50-50 100 splits. That's a little bit mind-numbing. And the Raptors like he, they were a plus 9 With him on the floor, and you felt every single one of those points because when he was on the floor, he added that level of calm. And when he left the floor, you could see it got a little bit hectic. Like Pascal got frozen out of the offense for a short amount of time when Fred was off the floor, and guys like Banton and Scotty were trying to create with those above the break dribble handoffs. They didn't go anywhere. So the Raptors were kind of, you know, trying to tread water without Fred. As soon as he came back in, they bust off a run. It's just really nice to see. He's worked so hard, and I hope he's an all star this year, man. Even though the Raptors are, you know, not even above five hundred right now, he's been he's been that good. He has been that good as a player. So yeah, I want to show him love. Also, Scotty, <laughs> another three triples. He he went, I think, nine games, like in the middle of the of the games they've played so far this year. I think he went nine games without hitting a three, and he was attempting like around one point eight a game or something like that. And now I think he hit four threes two games ago, four threes one game ago, and now three tonight. It, what the hell, man, right? Like, this is a guy who nobody, and I mean nobody, predicted as a shooter at the NBA level. And not that he could not never get there, but just that that was something people expected him to struggle with off the start of, you know, his career. And I'm saying nobody because... This was not a part of his game that was advertised. And even still, like, he's on a heater right now. Who knows what it means for the rest of the season because he's been shooting, like, probably, like, 45% on absurd, like, volume relative to his play style. So is that going to hold up? Probably not. I mean, we've seen this from Raptors players before, right? Like, even even Pascal had, he was taking, like, at the start of the 2019-20 season, on like three pull ups a game, too. Like of his eight attempts, three were coming off the bounce and he was shooting like 44% or something like that. Just like crazy three point shooting. It doesn't always last. And uh, I think Scotty's like jumper is a little bit smoother than Pascal's was when he came into the league. So, especially mechanically. So, something to keep an eye on. But Jesus, Scotty, if you can keep spacing the floor like you do, do your thing, man, because wow. You imagine if he could shoot the ball, like even like 36 to like 38% on catch-and-shoot stuff is how much easier it would be for him to leverage against a tilted defense because he could pump fake and put the ball on the floor. And he's so good at making decisions as a passer when he's headed downhill, when the defense is moving in front of him. I mean, that's where his four assists came from tonight is just making great decisions against a tilted defense. He had zero turnovers too. Imagine if he got to leverage a jump shot with that. Teams right now are just like, okay, shoot him. And his points per possession is like to the moon because he's hitting them right now. But imagine if they had to factor that into the game plan. I don't think they plan on doing that soon, any opposing teams. They're gonna let him shoot. But hell yeah. Keep shooting, dude. See if you can prove it. See if you can just force your way into it. And yeah, so Scotty Barnes, awesome. And the rest of the team, as far as like output, defensively awesome, especially guys like, you know, Utah. And Precious and Gary, they really brought it on the defensive end. And Banton and Svee and Chris were like a little bit more mistake prone. Definitely. Especially Svee. There are a couple X-outs that he just did not do. He did not finish the X-out. Like he just, he let the guy get an open shot. And you kind of have to throw your hands up and say, you know the scheme, brother. Like, you know what the Raptors are trying to do here. You know what the team is trying to do. But he's still like, my God, what a functional athlete. Like, Svi is one of the best athletes on the roster. Like, his balance, he's, like, super strong, and he's really explosive relative to those other two things. Like, the inverted Eurostep he had on the break, he's, ugh, he can really drive to the bucket when he has a lane. And, you know, every one of six from downtown on a lot of good shots. Like, that just needs to be a part of his game. Otherwise, he can't cut it. I mean, not really. On the Raptors, sure, who are just kind of, I mean, OG is still out. They've been dealing, Gary has been out for however long, even though we played tonight. They've had so many guys out. I get it, but like Svi, if he's not going to shoot threes at a good enough rate, like he's probably sitting at 33% now, that's just not going to cut it relative to the rest of his skills. So even though tonight, like, you know, he still he manages to wow me a lot with his athleticism, that balance, that control. But he didn't make a good enough enough, good enough decisions on defense. And like those threes got to drop, brother. You need them to go. Even Utah got a three to go tonight. And an important one, right? Like, or two threes, I should say. And one of them, especially late in the game, where Fred just did a masterful job drawing the tag from Drew Holiday that opened up Utah on the in the corner for the three and he cashed that. And I mean, Utah is just I haven't seen him ever have a bad defensive game. I don't know if that's like hyperbole, but I, I believe it. He is such a quality defender and other players might have better defensive games, but as far as like what his floor is as a defender, he is just a savant. He makes he makes so many correct decisions and he plays off of his teammates so well and he's so under control with his closeouts. He can really direct a guy and a corral a guy into help. And, like, he's not a dominating one-on-one defender. He's not going to try and swipe the ball away from you like a Gary or OG would. But Utah, he he can play mistake-free basketball on the defensive end like few other players I've ever seen. So, yeah, good for him. Chris got a couple shots to go in what is still, like, a cursed season. He just missed, like, a straight-up layup. This is a guy who's had 13 games last year, most of them off the bench of 20-plus performances 12 double-doubles. He was just an absolute heat pump, like in the pick and roll on the offensive glass from downtown. He provided so, so much as an offensive player, and this season's still waiting on that to pop. Banton, I mean, I still love the way Banton... He's he's a rookie, so he's not a high-level defender, but the way he plugs into the Raptors' scheme and performs it, not perfectly by any means, but he performs the scheme well enough that when Banton is there, teams feel his length. They feel his size. And like his grab and go stuff, man, get him a defensive rebound. He is pushing, get him. like, And he also has a great nose for offensive rebounds too. I think he had three tonight. Like he'll grab those. He'll sneak in because he's not spacing. He's not trying to space out. He's just running to the glass. He hangs out below the break. And so he's trying to, he's trying to duck in for dunks or layups. He's trying to get on the offensive glass and he creates those extra possessions. Hell yeah, Banton. It was... I mean, I enjoy Banton a lot. He's he's an enjoyable player. And lastly, offensively, like Gary Trent Jr., just, yeah, one of those games. Like, on the one hand, he's been riding prior to his injury like an unbelievable hot streak on incredibly difficult shots. Those left-hand dribble to step back to his left over contests of one or two players that were dropping in at, like, 50%. And... That's the thing, man. Like he's not gonna hit those all year, not at that percentage. But the two of ten from downtown, that's something that will improve. Like three of sixteen is always in the cards with Gary Trent Jr. He's been a streaky shooter for as long as he's been in the NBA. And currently for the Raptors right now to start the season, he's in a a prolonged good to great streak. So like good for him on that. But as far as like the two for ten from downtown, that's something you don't have to worry about too often, honestly. Like he got a lot of good looks. He just didn't hit. And he's a shooter, man. Like, you know, he he rides the wave of how he's feeling. Duncan Robinson just signed in Miami for, I think it was like 90 million over five years. And he hasn't been able to shoot at all despite having one of the best shooting starts to anybody's career ever. And that's his whole bag, right? Like Duncan Robinson is supposed to shoot the ball. He's supposed to space out and he's not shooting the ball. Gary's defending at least, right? So three for 16, obviously not good. Gary will tell you he hates that too, but it's uh. The process wasn't terrible. I didn't find. Ten three-point attempts for him I think is a really great indicator of where the offense was and the shots they created specifically for him. They just didn't happen to drop. That's meaningful to me, honestly. I, I'm not going to quibble too much or get too down on him. Three for 16. He had a three for 16 like four or five games ago too. It's Sometimes he misses shots. Sometimes he takes really difficult ones. But the two of 10, If he gets up 10 three-point attempts and they're not like these crazy pull-ups that he tries to create out of nothingness, they're just spot-ups. I like that the Raptors create 10 spot-up opportunities for Gary Trent. He just didn't make them in this game. So, you know, it is what it is. Reggie Evans Award, precious to a man. Really hustled defensively, was an absolute game-changer on that end. The Raptors, they felt him. And so did the Bucks. You could feel when Pre- Precious was on the court because he was a real stopgap back there. And so he deserves a lot of love for doing that. Also, the rebounding, you know, five offensive rebounds. The Raptors ended up with 15 in this game. They've always loved playing the, you know, uh, possession differential game this year. He was a huge part of that. In a four-point game, he gave them five extra possessions. That's super meaningful. And so... Yeah, Reggie Evans' award goes to Precious Achua in what was, I think, just an awesome performance. The offense isn't really there, but he's doing a lot of other great stuff, so yeah. Top quick reaction comment, raps for life. Quote, Scotty deserves an A+. He made fantastic plays tonight, end quote. Okay, let me go see what he got as a grade. What did Scotty get? A B plus. Okay, Uh, you wanted him to have an A+. Why? I mean Fred only got an A and this Jamar who yeah Jamar's great. Jamar's the one who did the quick reaction tonight and uh, yeah I mean Pascal got a B uh Pascal was better than Scotty tonight and Scotty got a B plus. Pascal definitely like the fouling out at the end that's a decision he he needs to be smarter about pulling it out but Scotty already had a higher grade than somebody he played a worse game than. Like Pascal was better than Scotty tonight. Of course Scotty you know, he's the future and Scotty's super young kid and he's going to improve so much in so many ways. But like just tonight, Pascal was a better player than him and Fred only got an A. So, you know, Pascal or sorry, not Pascal. Scotty was definitely not better than Fred and Pascal and he got graded higher than Pascal, but not Fred. I mean, Fred didn't even get an A plus, and Fred was awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. This wasn't an A plus game from Scotty. He did some things that I, I really like. Like it was a it was a really strong defensive game from him, especially relative to a lot of negative defensive games that he's had. That's cool. But you know, and he made like the four assists to zero turnovers. That's also really good. But he didn't really pressure the Bucks in any meaningful way. Like his possessions on ball were pretty milk toast. Like he he couldn't get a lot going. He had a double. Like even. The shot he hit was like super, like the post up he had was super fluky. It was like a double clutch thrown up shot. And, you know, and I don't mean like this isn't hate, certainly. Scotty was good, had a good game. I gave him tons of love, but an A plus, why? Like A plus is like the best game you can play. It certainly wasn't the best game that Scotty could play. He did a wonder, he did a great job fitting in around like Pascal and Fred, but A plus, I mean, he's had better games than tonight. and. He'll continue to have better games, and I'm sure he'll get an A plus on those nights. So, yeah, big shout out to Scotty for a really good game, though B plus A minus area. That's perfectly good for Scotty, I think. So, yeah, big shout out to him. Uh, thanks for writing in as well. Uh, enjoy the write ins always. So, listener, thanks for tuning in. But whether really you got into it in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.